0: Good evening. Uh, this is the Voice of America in Washington. Welcome to another edition of Reporters Roundtable. I'm Douglas Simpoga. This evening we'll talk about Africa democracy in the year 2022. And with us tonight is uh, Suleiman Mugulam. He's an independent political analyst. He joins us from Durban, South Africa. We welcome to the show, Suleiman.
1: Thank you very much for
0: inviting me. You're welcome. Joining us from Nairobi, Kenya, is Nelly Mora Nyangorora. She's a Kenyan independent journalist. And she's joining us now from Nairobi. Good evening, Nelly. Good evening. And I'm glad to join you
2: once
0: again this year. You're very much welcome. As I say, tonight, we're looking at Africa democracy in the year 2022. Over the last year, Africa's democratic trajectory has been extremely volatile ranging from protests in Swatini, demanding an end to the country's absolute monarchy, a peaceful turnover of power in Zambia, and military coups in Sudan, and that uh, not only Sudan actually, then came coups in Chad, Mali, and Guinea, and very recently one in Burkina Faso. In 2022, though, developments in three key countries, that's Angola, Kenya, and Senegal, will provide an important uh, indicator for where the continent is heading. But tonight, let's focus on Kenya. Uh, Nelly, uh, campaigns haven't officially kicked off in Kenya, and the elections are in on August 9th. What's the mood over
1: there?
2: Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I must say that uh, in Kenya, we have uh, been in a campaign mode since uh, immediately after the last election. And uh, mm. we now have... Uh, This 2022 being now the official election year, Uh, we are going to the polls in August for the presidential and parliamentary election. And uh, I must say, uh, the campaign mode is almost at fever pitch. We have uh, several presidential contenders, but the leading ones are uh, Prime Minister Raila Laudinga, who is being fronted not only by his party ODM, but he's enjoying uh, the support of the incumbent, President Uhuru Kenyatta. And uh, the, his strongest rival so far is uh, the deputy president, uh, William Ruto. Uh, we also have other contenders. Uh, we have a former vice president, Kalonzo Mishoka. Uh We also have Musalia uh, Mudavedi, also who has also served as the country's vice president under President Moi. He had the shortest stint as the vice president. That was sometime in 2002. And uh, there are also other contenders, like um, we have Dr. Mohisa Kitui, who has tried to announce that he's keen on seeking the presidency. So uh, the, the contenders are many, but uh, the main ones so far uh, are Prime Minister Lodinga and Lodinga uh, uh, and, and, uh, and, and the Deputy President uh, right now, who is uh, William Ruto.
0: I see, uh, Suleiman, uh, Interesting on Kenyan politics. Uh, these uh, the main contenders are well-known names, and the realignment seems to be also interesting.
1: Mm. Actually, we must applaud Kenya for the maturity in politics compared to the countries where Kenya is. You can see that Kenya is in a volatile area. The region is very volatile. It's almost surrounded by countries which are unstable, which are on a ticking bomb. Countries like uh, Ethiopia already is at, uh, at war with itself. You can see that politics has gone wrong. Uh, South Sudan politics went wrong. Sudan politics went wrong. Uganda politics is wrong. Uh, Rwanda, Burundi, uh, DRC... So the whole the whole region is really a volatile region compared to Kenya. I think it has got semblance. Uh, you can see that that there is political maturity, as uh, our sister has said. For the last year, three years, they have been politicking, and they are still politicking. They are now just reaching fever uh, pitch before the Rio election. So, it is very interesting, as you have said, the characters are not new, they respect one another, they know one another, and they are doing a really civil, it is a civil competition compared to many African countries where elections have been held.
0: I see. Uh, but Nelly, there are those who say this year's election may be uh, highly contested given uh, the that the two political insiders are the front runners. And uh, the people remember the the time when he had elections and it ended up in violence. And there are some politicians who are using some not quite decent language. Have you assessed that there yet?
2: Yeah, I must say this election, uh, just like the previous one, uh, has high stakes. Uh, Perhaps just to give you a background of where we are coming from, uh, the last election, which was held in 2013, sorry, uh, 2017, yes. was very contentious. And in fact, we had two presidential elections. You realize that uh, after the first one, uh, there was uh, uh, the, the current, uh, one of the leading runner, presidential runner, went to court to reject the results. And uh, the court announced that presidential election. And after that annulment, we had the second presidential election, which again was boycotted by a section of the country. In fact, uh, many people rejected even the outcome, to the point of pushing uh, Raila Odinga to swear himself in as the people's president. And at that time, Raila's team was uh, Kalonzo Musyoka. Uh, there was Mudavadi. There was uh, Moses Wetangula, and all of these were people with their own parties. Kalonzo uh, had his party, and uh, is wiper, Democratic party. Then we had uh, Mudavidi, who had his ANC party. And we had Wetangula, uh, with Ford Kenya party. All these were working with Raila so that he could be the president. But uh, after the, the outcome of the second presidential election, uh, President Uhuru and uh, his deputy uh, took power. And uh, immediately after, there were calls for cessation. Yes, Kenya, you can say, has been stable democratically for the, to the point that uh, uh, these calls were threatening to sabotage the economy uh, because uh, there was even uh, calls for boycott of certain products associated with Jubilee Party and mainly with the people from Mount Kenya region. And uh, we see that because of this uh, threats and boycott, we had uh, some form of instability, which forced the uh, pre- President uh, Uhuru Kenyatta to go back to to reflection, and uh, this led him to call his uh, his rival uh, Raila Odinga, and they had this thing called the handshake, which came up in 2018. And uh, after the handshake, uh, the two people who were together in that election in 2017, that is President Uhuru and uh, Ruto. Uh, started having, uh, they, they started having cracks in their, un- in their unity, because uh, Ruto was not happy that uh, Raila was called to the table. Uh, and, and this handshake was basically meant to unite the country, and it is through that handshake that we are seeing mm-hmm. Raila now uh, having his uh, campaign based on uniting this country, inclusivity, having everybody on the table. Because uh, the previous elections we've had, it has always been some tribes versus others. But uh, for this particular election, 2022, uh, they are keen, that is uh, Raila and Uhuru, are keen to have a country that is united and a country that no tribe feels left out. And that is why they are trying to work under a coalition of both parties and uh, in the uh, convention Uh, called, uh, organized by Raila, where he declared his presidential ambition sometime in December, he declared that uh, it is only through unity that we can achieve stability. And once we are stable, then we can discuss economy. Uh, And and, 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 uh, we see that now the people who were together in 2017 are now not together, and uh, they are teaming up with the other rivals. So Kenya's uh, politics is a bit interesting in that aspect.
0: Yes Suleiman actually many people have pointed that one out. It's rare for the sitting the incumbent president to be to become to be to team with an opposition leader and campaign against his current vice president as Ruto is the current vice president who was a he was an ally now he's an adversary of the president uhuru and then former prime minister Raya Odinga, who has become one of Kenyatta's closest allies in recent years. That scenario is very interesting. Maybe some say it's a good sign of democracy. Others say, well, maybe not. What do what you what's your take?
1: Actually the way Nelly has explained to you the background, Douglas, it is informed by the history of the country. All the past elections have been contentious. All the past elections, even towards twenty seventeen, they have almost taken the country to brink of a civil war, because of the alliances, because of the disagreements over the outcomes. So I think it was out of maturity that Raila Dinga realized, especially even Uhuru Chinyata himself realized that they, they cannot co- continue in the manner which they have been, uh, uh, holding the elections in the winner-take-all, and then some groups being marginalized forever. I think that is why they came out with a BBI, and I think a BBI shows maturity. It has got a cause. The reasons are very clear. They want unity. They want cohesiveness. They want inclusiveness. They want Kenya to move as a country, as a, country, as a united country, because history has shown them that the polarization was almost taking the country to blink of a very bad civil war. Regardless of the first one which started, even the 2017 one, as has said, the boycott and one group uh, declaring their own government in one country, having two governments running parallel, that was a recipe for disaster. So I think it is very interesting. We are yet to see what the others, where the others will swing in Davadi and in Sokia. Those are strong guys, though... Originally placed, but they will tell which direction the 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 the, 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 the alliances will take, and it is very interest It will be interesting to to watch. But on top of it, above everything, it shows maturity of politics because it is based on concrete points, on concrete reasons why the alliances are moving the way they are moving.
0: I see. For those just joining us, you are listening to Reporters on the Table. We are coming you, to you live from the Voice of America in Washington. Tonight, we are looking at democracy in Africa in the year 2022. And my and uh, our panelists tonight are uh, Suleiman Mugula, an independent political analyst based in Durban, South Africa, and Nelly Mora Nyangorora, an nairobi based independent journalist. And I'm your host, uh, Douglas Simpuga, here in Washington. Uh, Nelly, there are people who have pointed out that... Um, Given uh, the COVID pandemic and uh, the current situation there, there may be voter apathy. From your observation, are people as 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 the um, interested as the politicians are in the coming election? Yes, uh, that is a, that is one
2: of the pertinent issues that uh, most uh, of these. Presidential contenders and even aspirants are grappling with because the IEBC, that is the Independent Electoral Boundaries Commission, has uh, indicated that there is rising and there is massive voter apathy. Uh, We we are right now having enhanced voter registration exercise. It's the second one. The the first uh, voter registration exercise that is enhanced was sometime in October. Uh, uh, The outcome was very worrying because uh, IBC failed to get its target. Uh, uh, It was targeting to have at least 4.5 million new voters, but it only managed 1.4. So again, last week uh, they they launched an enhanced uh, voter registration and uh, the numbers are worrying, especially for Mount Kenya region. Uh, with, With a target of... Of, of about with a target of 1.4 million, they only managed 200,000 in one week. So we, we are seeing that uh, there is rising voter apathy. Uh, no, new voters are not interested in, uh, in 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 registering to be voters. And uh, in 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 uh, in dailies and opinion pieces, we are seeing some people link this to perhaps the fact that. Uh, Uh, you know that in 2013 and 2017, uh, this uh, jubilee, the current president rode on tyranny of numbers. They had the numbers. Mount Kenya had the highest number of registered voters. And, and, And that tyranny of numbers was what they were running with to show that they will win the race. But this time, when we look at the figures, Mount Kenya is posting very, very few numbers. So some analysts, and opinion uh, people are, are, are claiming, or rather, they're attributing these uh, low numbers perhaps to the fact that uh, Mount Kenya right now is not fielding any presidential candidate. No candidate has come out clearly to be fronted from Mount Kenya, so maybe that could be their disinterested. But uh, uh, other other people are saying. Uh, it is cool. it could be uh, because of uh, rising uh, di- a rising number of disillusioned youths who are disillusioned. Unemployment rates are high. The empty campaign promises. Uh, the leaders who are currently in office were there in 2017, 2013, promising rosy, hmm. rosy uh, 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 lifestyle or quality of life for their electorate, but uh, it has come out to be empty. And many people feel that uh, whatever they do, whoever they elect might not even satisfy them. Because many are right right now grappling with the issues of the economy. They cannot even put food on the table. The the, uh, access to health is a problem. Access to clean water is still a a barrage for many. So uh, with these rising challenges in life, Many people feel that whoever uh, they've looked at the, around, even at the local level, the, the leaders do not inspire. Some of the youth do not have someone who they can call as a role model, who can inspire them, who can rally them to feel that they should vote. And the other aspect, again, is that uh, which which I again uh, got from one of the uh, people who are key in the in, in Prime Minister Raila campaign team is that. Uh, Uh, Perhaps the apathy is because most of the new voters are youths who are are perhaps affected by this generational change, and because many of the youths are in this age where some things really don't matter to them. We find that they're not really bound by some of the cultural practices, uh, like even going to church. Some are not even marrying. They feel even voting is out of, you know, it's not. It's nothing that they can that can uh, appease them so that they can go looking for that voter registration card. So there are many uh, things that come to play uh, that informs this apathy that is currently uh, witnessed in this election.
0: I see. Uh, Suleiman, uh, stuff happens, voter apathy happens at times, but and given the current circumstances, and Nelly mentions there unemployment, high levels of unemployment, cultural change a little bit. Kenyan politics has been uh, in the past hinged on... Uh, uh, tribal b- balances, uh, regional, tribal, whatever, and the fact that now that the contestants are well-known politicians who have been with the people for some time, do you think that could have could contribute to this voter apathy?
1: The way you have uh, said it, the 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 Kenyan politics really has been uh, compartmentalized mostly, as you are. It, it has been moving in compartments in in regions. And I think that is why one could qualify the come into play over the DPI. It is trying to preempt what would have happened, what, what is likely to happen. One of it is that, as we have said, the question of power revolving up around a particular region. Eventually, other regions lose interest. That is why maybe you can get one of the reasons for voter apathy that for a long time, power has revolved around around the same people, the same region. So as of now, people are almost getting hopeless. That is why, even those who came up with the BBI I'm sure they are so in, so so much determined to see it being implemented. That is why they are so much determined and they are still going to court to ensure that they can implement it, maybe to bring interest in politics again so that they avoid that apathy which is now going on. But I think, on the other hand also, is that as the campaigns pick up, as the guys continue go on the ground and start mobilizing, I think people will pick up because I think Kenya, much as it has got a very big uh, a big chunk of youth, but I think they are more enlightened and they will pick up and then go and register, maybe.
0: Uh Nelly, to what extent do you think the uh, regional influence might have a, uh, a part to play in this upcoming election? We are already hearing rumors of some regional leaders taking sides.
2: Uh, of course, uh, with, uh, with we, we know we have uh, 47 counties, and in these counties, there various uh, ethnic groups and uh, mainly mm. kenya's politics has been ethnic driven so yes mm. regional issues will come to play and that is why these contenders are keen on having uh, d- looking like they, they want a uh, regional outlook in in their parties and uh, we see that uh, raila is uh, going under the azimio la Umoja movement this this uh, seeks to have all affiliate parties from all the regions who support his bid to work with him under the La laumode movement and towards this end they have sponsored an amendment to the political parties bill and uh, this bill uh, went through the national assembly it was very contentious uh, we saw people who are allied to allied to the deputy president William Luther try to shoot many of the amendments down, but uh, they didn't have the numbers to to push through what the amendments they wanted, and it sailed through the Senate. And this evening, the Senate has approved that particular bill with um, without amendments. So that uh, bill now awaits assent, and once it's assented, we're going to see that uh, there's going to be a formal. Uh, arrangement for parties to work together under a coalition arrangement without uh, necessarily compromising uh, their independence. And uh, it also sets out the issues of funding uh, political parties under the coalition arrangement. And it also seeks to restore discipline in, in political parties uh, because uh, previously we have seen that uh, people can get in through perhaps the uh, maybe Jubilee Party but once they get to Parliament, they start affiliating with other rival parties without necessarily being forced to lose their seat. Uh, but with this uh, passage of the, uh, the political amendments, uh political parties amendment bill, we see that that is going to be, uh, it's, it's not going to be possible. Once you start looking like you're associating with another party, you'll be forced to resign. That said, we are, uh, we are talking about uh, regional representation and uh, appeasing. To the ethnic groups in the country so that they feel they're part of the government azimio la umoja is uh, having all those uh, p- affiliate parties together under a movement and we see also william bruto is also trying to have uh, his party uh, to to work with others uh, we saw that uh, uh, on uh, last week uh, on friday there was a, a major political uh, realignment mudavadi uh, in his uh, uh, he, he called for his party's A and C. He runs the Amani National Congress party. And uh, he had the National Delegates Conference where he invited William Ruto, and they announced and, uh, uh, a, a pact that would see them work together. In fact, uh, at that particular uh, National Delegates Conference, uh, Ruto uh, stated that uh, he is willing to make certain sacrifices to consolidate the nation. So we see this realignment uh, that uh, seeks to have a regional outlook, so that uh, uh, every part of. Uh, the, the country and every region feels that they are represented in these parties, and all the contenders are alive to this fact. That if you do not, if you, if you, if you are a presidential contender and you look like you are not bringing uh, all people together, then uh, you might uh, lose elections. And, and that is why uh, we see that uh, in all elections. There has been this coalition arrangement because uh, you cannot go alone. Kenya uh, is heavily tribal for now, and uh, every person knows that uh, it is only by your person being represented in government that you can be able even to get uh, development in your area. Uh, we have seen that even when uh, President Uhuru started working with uh, with Raila Odinga, that is when Nyanza has recorded uh, immense. Uh, Development. We have seen billions of mm. infrastructural development uh, being taken to Nyanza. So in, in, the politics of the country is heavily tied to the development of that region. So that is why politics is heavily ethnicized in this country.
0: Yes, uh, Suleiman, ethnicity and regionalism aside, what about the role of neighboring countries? Some of them are known to poke their noses into other countries' the, uh, politics.
1: As far as the neighboring countries are concerned, the only one there is Uganda. Uganda is the one which has got a stubborn uh, uh, leadership, which can uh, which can interfere into the affairs of other countries. Because of course, it has been meandering in all these regions. There, uh, President Ruto has been a visitor of seven. Vice President Ruto has been a visitor of seven. Made rounds in in Kampala several times, but I don't think that he can have very much effect as far as the internal politics is concerned. He can support him financially and support the party, but I don't think he can be a factor of influencing uh, the the voters on the ground. Apart from seven, the others that are detached. The others: Rwanda, the DRC, Southern Sudan. Chad, Eritrea, Ethiopia has got its own problem. I think the others are too occupied because the region is so volatile. They themselves, of course, they give no examples. Uh, They wouldn't even like to come nearer because they would provoke emotions in their own countries which they have oppressed because the majority of them are really dictatorships, are democratic dictatorship, dictatorships which um, uh, masquerade as being democratic, but in essence they are really uh, dictatorship. So I don't think they would want to come even near Kenya, because uh, Kenya is a shining example. As we are discussing now, we are discussing over a country which is trying to pave way, which is trying to sort out its politics in a decent way, politically, without any gun, without any harassment, without any uh, or, any executive overreach, without any military overreach. The, 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 the politicians sorting out themselves in the best way they can, with, without any ultra motive, without any government interference or military interference. So I so, think, yeah. as neighbours, I think Kenya is still itself is strong enough. The institutions in Kenya are strong enough. Uh, they can be. Is the, they are strong enough to ward off any interference that can cause uh, that can risk any chaos. If the, it
0: was to come near them. Uh, Nelly, what's the take on uh, neighbor neighboring countries? Uh, are, are, are some people concerned that maybe they could poke their noses into the business of politics in Kenya? Briefly, one minute. Uh, uh,
2: so far, only Uganda seems to have uh, shown alignment uh, to a presidential contender. Uh, the there the are other countries like Tanzania, Rwanda, DRC, and Sudan, uh, Burundi, the ones, especially in the East Africa Community or the Af- the U- Union, they, they have not uh, uh, shown any indications of of trying to of, of supporting any of the presidential contenders. But one one of the presidential contenders, Raila uh, is Odinga, is a man who enjoys uh, uh, relations with most of those uh, other African leaders, and, and uh, so far none of them has indicated. Uh, what, the, what their support for any of these candidates, except for Uganda, uh, through some eligible cues that are shown, perhaps it is more comfortable with uh, Deputy President uh, Ruto's presidency.
0: I see. Well, we shall keep watching out as uh, things develop over there. And uh, next time we'll look at, uh, across the continent to, to see what what's happening over there. Uh, and that wraps up this edition of Reporters on the Table. I'd like to thank our panel. Uh, Suleiman Mugula in J- Duban, thanks very much always a pleasure. Nelly in Nairobi thanks very much for being on the show Thank
2: you so much for inviting me
0: You're very much welcome We're back again next week with another edition of Reporters Roundtable, The reminder that you can access this program, you just have to go to our main website and click on programs and scroll down to Reporters Roundtable Once again, I'm your host Douglas Simpuga in Washington wishing you all the best
1: Hello, I'm Carol Castiel. Coming up, a conversation with Michael Waldman, president of the Brennan Center for Justice at New York University's School of Law. We'll talk with him about the significance of passing federal voting rights legislation despite a recent failed attempt to do so. The fight for voting rights in America. That's Press Conference USA this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America.